I won't last out here much longer. I'm sweating more than I'm drinking. It won't be long before I'm past the point of dehydration. As the vehicle gets closer, I realize by the grill that it is a truck. I jump up and down, trying to grab the driver's attention. The truck whizzes by. I fall to the ground in a heap and cry. With my head hidden in my hands, I shed the tears that have been building up for the last year. I sob uncontrollably. My hope fades as fast as a pair of jeans soaked in bleach. I'm in such a state that I don't hear the truck approach or the man driving it walk over to me. A tap on my shoulder sends me scurrying backward in a spider crawl. My eyes shoot up to a large, imposing figure looming in front of me. His shadow gives me much-needed respite from the sun, but his presence alarms me. Fear squeezes my chest, forcing my pounding heart to pump harder. Where did he come from? Hey, are you okay? I saw you as I passed, but I didn't react fast enough to stop. I came back. In a stupor, I stare up at the man. I have no words. My only reaction is to bury my head in my hands and cry. The stranger kneels beside me and talks softly. How long have you been out in this heat? Let's grab your stuff and get you in my air-conditioned truck. I can take you to the edge of town. There's a motel there. It's a dump, but it's clean. I own the bar across the street. We have cold drinks and hot food. I feel his hand wrap around my upper arm and pull me into a standing position. I'm dwarfed by his size. He towers over me in the most terrifying way, and yet I'm relieved that someone has finally stopped to lend a hand. I take my free hand and wipe the snot from my dripping nose. I must look a mess. Grab your stuff. We can get Todd to tow your car tomorrow. I still haven't uttered a word. I reach into the car to pick up my purse and take the keys out of the ignition. It strikes me as funny when I lock up my vehicle. It's not like someone can hotwire it and drive away. I'm pretty sure the engine has seized up. I have a feeling that this car is on its way to an early burial. I walk to the trunk and open it to retrieve my suitcase. I don't have much, just the essentials. I left my life behind, and that means everything I owned stayed there as well. What I do have was purchased at a secondhand store. What I couldn't find there, I purchased at Walmart. I swing my bag from the trunk and walk to his truck. He sees me struggling to get my bag into the back of the truck and comes over to help me. Here, let me get that. You have to be spent. How long have you been out here? This is the second time that he's asked me the question. I suppose I owe him an answer. I look at my watch to see the time. I've been stranded for nearly three hours. No one would stop. I almost begin to cry again. I catch the sob that is forming in my throat and swallow it down. I'm not sure if I'm swallowing my pride or my sorrow, but either way, I could sure use a chaser right now. He puts his hand behind my back and ushers me toward the cab. I feel the air rush out as he opens the door. The frigid air is heavenly. I clamber into the cab and push my face toward the vent. I sit there until he enters the driver's side. Thanks for stopping. No problem. Let's get you into town. Don't you have a phone? Feeling better, I lean back into the seat and relax. I turn to my left to get a better look at my rescuer. He's a large man, 
tall and muscular, with biceps that stretch the cotton of his T-shirt to its limit. His hair is sandy blonde, and his eyes are almost slate blue, maybe gunmetal gray. If he didn't have such a gruff look on his face, I would say that he has a kind face. His look is a stark contrast to his demeanor. He seemed pleasant as he was kneeling next to me, but now his questions are coming at me as more of an accusation than an actual inquiry. I asked why he didn't call someone. There is cell service in the area, he says gruffly. I stare at him and notice his frown. I'm wondering if stopping for me has put a glitch in his day. No, I don't have a cell phone. My service was canceled, and I didn't want to set up a new service until I got to where I'm going. Saying that out loud makes me realize how poorly I planned this trip. There was no planning at all. I grabbed my stuff and ran.